0: From beautiful Ashland, Oregon, I am Pleiadian Emissary of Light, Caroline Ra. Thank you all for joining me today. Welcome to Spirit of the Dawn. As we awaken to greater truths about our world, we begin to experience our lives differently, and we begin to feel much more connected to a greater universe. As I awakened, I knew deeply that all of the universe lived in my heart and in everyone else's. I knew this to be true. I would often come across the word hologram in books and conversations, a concept I quickly rejected as I did not at all understand what was being expressed. This week, I had the pleasure of reading an amazing book written by my guest today, Dr. Robin Kelly. The Human Hologram, Living Your Life in Harmony with the Unified Field, is an entertaining book filled with compassionate stories from Robin's practice of many years as a family doctor in New Zealand, and clear explanations of scientific concepts woven together in a delightful and empowering way. Now I understand that the human hologram is another way of saying all of the universe lives in my heart. It is with great joy that I welcome Dr. Robin Kelly to Spirit of the Dawn. Robin, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you, uh, Caroline. What a a lovely uh, welcome. Thank you.
0: Oh, This is great. You're in New Zealand. Were you born in New Zealand?
1: No, I was actually born in England, in London, just north of London. And we came to New Zealand about uh, 30, just over 30 years ago um, because uh, it just looked a beautiful place and I was offered some work here. And uh, we stayed here and I raised my family. And um, no, it's a very special place uh, in New Zealand. It's, uh, It's a great place. It has space. Uh, and it has a very powerful land uh, and a very powerful culture. So uh, uh, I, I'm sure it's helped me uh, in in my sort of seeking and in my journey.
0: Um, it has a, probably has like a Lemurian energy to it in some ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you follow the Lord of the Rings uh, saga and The Hobbit, um, uh, there is that sort of energy here, which the land is powerful, but also. Uh, Uh, I think the creativity is very powerful here as well. Um, and I think that combination, um, sees us, makes us fit very comfortably. I think in what's happening in the world now, um, looking forward rather than, and, and making changes, uh, rather than, um, resting on our old laurels that, you know, many things in the world we haven't been doing right. So we have to change. So there's a, I think you can say that, uh, there is a a shift of consciousness that is very visible here.
0: What have the years of being a family doctor, uh, what has that been like for you?
1: Well, it's always what I wanted to do. So, um, uh, but it's also been something that I I've found has, if I was to practice in the way that is being, I I suppose doctors have been told to practice now, um, I would fa- have found it very limiting. Um, I, a lot of my book is about actually how we connect with others because we're actually here to connect. Uh, I, our bodies, I say, are connective tissue. <laughs> in fact, you know, we're both creative souls, but we're also there to help each other and just to be in each other's space. And I find that just by doing that, uh, when I'm meeting people at my work, when I if I listen intensely... Um, with not only with my ears but with your heart, uh, people um, do get better more quickly, uh, and that's because somehow um, they are uh, they become happy being in this state of acceptance and compassion, um, and that is the thing that uh, if we haven't got that within our us and within our hearts, and our, uh, we don't get better. In fact, we're being challenged through health to actually uh, get to that point. Um, So I'm in a lovely position because people come to me for help. um, And it's nice to see how that process uh, helps them. In fact, how they take over and how they become, uh, as it says in the book, uh, in tune uh, with uh, the connections in the universe, or where I say the unified field. And when we're really well, we don't, Really notice the heaviness of this world or the complexity of this world to the same extent We actually are going with the flow. We're feeling lighter. We're feeling happier And we're feeling in the moment Uh, and that is the definition of health That I I, and that's something that we strive for uh, in everybody who comes to see us
0: What are some of the things that you do that you do differently? um, than? then other doctors might do or that you've introduced into your practice that help your patients to become empowered and healthy well,
1: well the first thing is a very simple thing is is that we we spend longer with people uh, i work from home with with my wife and uh, people come into uh, what is like our family home a part of my family home so they instantly feel relaxed and and hopefully in a Uh, environment where they're being cared for and there's a trust so the first thing that has to happen is that people have to be given time Uh, if they feel rushed then they're not going to be able to explain what's going on um, adequately so that's the first thing is to listen intently but the other thing that happened um, probably 30 years ago I I started to do acupuncture and study Chinese medicine Um, and uh, Went to China and and, and elsewhere, um, and discovered this whole new philosophy, uh, and it's very much in line with the holographic philosophy, as they say, as as above, so below. So so our bodies are in fact everything that's happening in our bodies is a reflection of nature. Uh, and the environment and if we look at a bigger picture even of the universe um, and primarily they were saying that we're energetic and primarily our emotions are very important and our feelings are very important in fact all these things are actually of prime importance uh, and what's happening uh, to our physical bodies is as a consequence of that so I started to study mind-body medicine, and we didn't know what that meant 30 years ago. Uh, but now we do. Now we know that the, the, these 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 connections that uh, are real. Um, and, and from there on, I, I started to adapt my practice using acupuncture, but also teaching uh, relaxation, meditation, encouraging people to be Creative in their lives, maybe to do yoga, but maybe to sing and and do all these things, which connected them with something with their true true spirit, I suppose we could say. Um, and and I and really having the privilege to see people go through these crises in their health, but come out the other side stronger uh, and learning more about themselves. Um, so so I've been in a very privileged situation, um, and that's really why I started to write books as well, because I felt that all this information that was giving, being given to me, really, uh, it was very important that I gave back. Um, and so I've written three books uh, along those lines.
0: And you have another book, The Human Antenna, Reading the Language of the Universe in the Song of Ourselves. Can yeah. you pl- briefly tell us what that book is about?
1: Well, um, you know, when, when I started to do acupuncture, I was putting these little pins in people and I, I would explain it that they are like little antennae uh, which are connecting them um, uh, very effectively to the world around them. So it's very important that I was acting in a way that was uh, happy and peaceful. Otherwise, uh, we didn't want to sort of transmit anger into the people. But basically, people were saying in this state, in this relaxed state, Almost an altered state. They felt a a, a feeling of of bliss, um, and some of them could even see see beyond. In other words, they would uh, have uh, feelings that they've never felt before. True connections, if you like. Um, and I'll talk about that a bit later. So then it, it it dawned on me that that's what we are. We are actually uh, like antennae, uh, picking up information uh, from the universe. In fact, when we're in a creative mode. That's what happens. Um, things come through us. And, and uh, there's, there's, a I suppose, a deeper understanding that's coming through now that, you know, all the consciousness isn't just created by us. It's actually a passing through us. We are like filters of all this information. Our brains and our hearts are actually picking up these, the, the, these vital messages. And so we're like antennae in the world. And we're very lucky because as humans, we have an awareness about that. Of course, all animals are like this as well, but we can express it and we can uh, understand it. And we're in this sort of wonderful situation that we can use all this information to help others and to help our world. Um, So it really is up to us um, to create our future now.
0: Robin, you also write and uh, perform music. Is that your experience with your creation of your music that the information is coming through through you?
1: Yes I think we've all got we've all got these gifts for me um i I have songs come through me and they come through me almost fully formed with the music and the best ones anyway, and the words and and everything so so i at present i am doing a show a one and a half hour show called shamana Rama, which is taking people through the the, the this healing journey um and uh, over the years I've written many songs and I've adapted certain songs. To fit into this the show, so I sing about sixteen songs or so, and and really, it's I have found that music is wonderful because it connects people, uh, and if I'm say presenting to people who are a bit sceptical out there, and my own profession, you know, has been probably the most sceptical of these other realms, um, I find that songs connect people, it relaxes them, uh, and and the message gets across because uh music harmony resonance all these things are the things that we use in 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 healing as well so yes music for me is very important for other people though you know it, it may be the art uh, uh painting is wonderful you know the, it's almost like uh their their paintbrush is being guided uh, uh and the same with writers you know just just flows through you and i'm sure Caroline, you you, you experienced this as well
0: yes yes when i when Writing flows through me. It's always so beautiful, and I love it. And it comes very quickly,
1: and, and it's, it, effort, it's effortless, isn't it? Effortless. And,
0: and, yes, and, and I, I get this need, you know, you know, this message. Caroline, sit down. You, you know, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and I it, think, yeah. yeah, and then I'm very surprised at what comes out. Also, yes, definitely. I, yeah.
1: I, I, this is exactly right. And you write something, and I've written songs, and I thought, gosh, what on earth is that about? Uh, and then, about ten years later, I, I've said, "Oh, that's what it was about." Uh, it was almost at the time; uh, it was ahead of its time. It was almost coming from the future. Um, and, and why I love this process is that it is it, it, it is being in the zone. It's being connected to the field, and we'll talk about that in a minute, maybe. Um, but it's also effortless. And when people have uh, illness or or real or crises in their lives, their lives become so complicated that um, the antidote to that is, is this fresh feeling uh, of, of just of being in the zone, something that's just happening easily. Um, and and that, is, that, that is so important for them.
0: Um, one of the things that really uh, I began to understand the concepts in the book was when you were talking about all information is carried by the smallest part. That was something I deeply did already understand. And when you started saying things like that in the book, boy, I really got it. So could you share that with our listeners today?
1: Yes. Um, and it's a, it, it, it's a terrible, it's a mind-blowing um, concept, really, isn't it? Because it almost goes against everything we're conditioned to to, to, to think. One, one of the things that's, that brought me to this understanding is using the ear in acupuncture, where you've got a i have a picture in the book of the of, of the outer ear the the the, the oracle the the pinna uh, and in fact if you if you look at the ear it looks like a baby upside down an inverted fetus uh, and indeed that if you use that roughly as the map you will find that every part of uh, that ear corresponds to a a uh, that specific part of the body so you know if somebody was uh, came in with a neck Problem or a sore neck, I would use a point uh, lower down on the ear, and uh, somebody who had a low back, a uh, low back problem, higher up on the ear, and I found this was very specific. So, and I use this every day. So here is an understanding that everything, all the information of the body, is being um, stored or transmitted uh, within this a very small part, and in Chinese medicine that runs right through Chinese medicine as well, where you take the pulse in Chinese medicine, you pick up all the information about all the energy in the body and different parts of the body. And you look at the tongue uh, the same, you'll see uh, a readout of, 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 the whole body. So I sort of over the years uh, using this, what we'd say, holographic information, um, to, to assess how, how people are. And it's very accurate. It's very good. Um, so, so that's how I came to, to, to understand that. Um, but also, you know, it spreads to our whole being, that we have a whole system, ecosystem. We have like a whole world <laughs> within us. Um, uh, and we're learning that as well. We're not just cells, we're bacteria. We have worms, believe it or not, which are very happy within us. We have viruses. We have a whole selection of things. So we're like a little world. Uh, and we have to create harmony within that world. Uh, One of the things that we've probably gone wrong with in medicine is that we've tended to use um, medicines and and other treatments that tend to attack different parts of the body, Uh, and it it hasn't particularly worked because other parts of the body uh, haven't thrived. So um, uh, this concept, I think, is, uh, once it becomes better known, will revolutionise how we... Practice medicine, but also how we view ourselves and how our, our, we, we view our who we are as human beings.
0: And it, it's for healers and for healing ourselves, but also you talk in the book a lot about parenting, also, which yeah, as a parent was very interesting to me, and and actually was actually applied to my life as a parent today in a lot of ways, and it was very interesting to me to see. And to get out of the kind of parenting I was choosing to another form of parenting, which was much better. And yes. uh, talk talk about um, how this applies to parenting because I, I find that fascinating.
1: Yes, it is fascinating, and it dawned on me that um, healing, you know, uh, is is parenting. Well, certainly, uh, when people came to see me. Um, uh, and they still do They're, Maybe they've got fatigue or pain or, or they really say help like a like a young child says help. Um, and they want me to help rescue them and sort them out. Um, and the way you help a young child is a little child comes to you crying um, and maybe the child's only two, you're not going to sit down with a long explanation about what's happening. You tend to give them a cuddle and you tend to listen to them uh, and things tend to resolve. So therefore you're working on a feeling level. Uh, And the first thing, so with a young child, you work on a feeling level, Um, a baby, for instance, uh, the mother will pick up whether the baby's hungry and feed the baby. And it's done on that lovely feeling level. and, and, that's so the first thing we do in life is we feel so um that's the first part of, of parenting however as the child gets older into teenage years that's not enough we have to then sit down if somebody's got a problem feel their problem uh, understand it listen but then we put our heads together our brains together um so uh, and by doing that uh, uh, the the problem will resolve because we're actually Uh, First of all, working as a team, maybe a father and a son working as a team. And then we're teaching that son how to use their brains, how to follow their feelings, use their brains and sort their problems out. And this is exactly the same that happens in the healing paradigm, if you like. Uh, When somebody comes along, they come like a child. What we tend to do is harmonize and listen. And when I'm using any technique like acupuncture, it's actually... So that we both get into a very relaxed state so that we listen we listen intensely to what's happening. But then we need because I'm a doctor, we need to put our heads together um, and sort out the best way uh, to manage this in the person's life. So maybe they have to look at changing their job or altering their job or more especially. How they're receiving compassion, how they're receiving um, energy from the world. Because many people are giving out too much, particularly women. They're giving out so much of their heart. So, so we start to put our heads together to work out how to receive um, compassion, and this is a very big one at this time. Um, and then, so we're almost like we're we're treating them then like an adolescent, and as a parent would treat a, a, a an adolescent child. And then we take it to the next level We say, well, look, this is what you need to do in your life to take over uh, and to be in control of your life uh, and to live the life that you need to live. And therefore, that person is being you're parenting that child into adulthood. And then they take off um, and they manage it themselves and they come back to you as a friend, but somebody who is um, somebody who's who's like an adult in control of their problems. So those those are the parallels that I felt that the healing the deep healing process our role in the deep healing process uh, as as a healer or a physician or and and or, or anybody out there who is helping anybody else is that of a uh, of a compassionate parent.
0: Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. And in the book, you're you're so entertaining. In the book, all of the concepts are uh, filled with wit and. And you have oh, to really beat every line to get all the jokes and everything. And it's just, <laughs> they come up in strange places sometimes where you're not expecting it. Well, <laughs> and, that's
1: my my Englishness, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. It is definitely, definitely. Well, it's There's very, a bit of, Mon-
1: bit of Monty Python in everybody. Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: <laughs> very much appreciated by me. I, I, I laughed a lot, even though the book's <laughs> more of the serious nature. It's really very uh, witty and funny also. Oh, well, um, There's so many metaphors that we could talk about in nature, in the universe, in galaxies, within our own bodies, and all those things. Um, The word metaphor is one of my favorite words. Could we talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, well, it is. And and it is all metaphor as well. And one of the things that really brought that home to me is this whole area of sacred geometry where you get, uh, uh, in fact, all the proportions within the body are similar to the proportions if you like in 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 all of nature um and so uh, and it's difficult to describe i think uh, uh, with one's words one has to see these pictures but for i'm sure a lot of your listeners are aware of of sacred geometry and how um in fact you know when you look at it we all have uh, uh similar basic shapes uh, uh and, and proportions and there again that's exactly holographic as well because uh there's all different universes within us as well so um no that's absolutely right how how um uh, how we can when you start looking around in nature and you see these patterns these fractal patterns all around you you instantly become more connected you actually know that you are a living breathing um a self-aware part of this universe and in fact Um, have a huge responsibility because we are in the situation as if we if we do good things, if we we, if we act with good intent, we feed back into this greater consciousness and it enhances everybody. So by doing good, not just by being, but actually by doing good, because it's our actions that we're here here to act, uh, that feeds back into this whole process, which then feeds back into us. Um, so it's a win-win situation.
0: Uh, I think this brings us to the concept of entanglement.
1: Yes.
0: It <laughs> seems to be one of your most favorite concepts. Could you explain entanglement, please? Wow,
1: yeah, <laughs> no pressure. Um, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the first time, I suppose, I, I, I saw this concept of entanglement probably in the 90s. It was describing how um two atoms or uh, electrons on atoms could be instantly connected irrespective of how close they were uh and they'd actually have this connection happened instantly outside time and space so you could get a hydrogen atom for instance uh here on earth and it would be instantly connected would have its sort of instant mate if you like anywhere in the universe and it wasn't just a cause and effect actually things were happening together so in other words there's entanglement is that two two things are connected at least two in fact there's more than that instantly outside time and space now all the physicists were saying oh this is a very interesting concept but it's got nothing to do with us and i was thinking well that's interesting because you know i have seen similar things happen um In my practice, particularly, say, mothers and daughters who who seem to be come together and instantly know what each one is going about to say. (laughs) So it seemed to be that there seemed to be these instant connections in human beings, particularly in people who were close to each other, you know, and then everybody used to describe how they were uh, uh, thinking of a loved one and the phone would ring for instance what we call telephone telepathy so i thought well this is interesting they're saying this is just happening in our at in, in atoms but uh and not in ourselves but you know what are we we're we're atoms basically if we go right down to it we're atoms and if you look beyond the atoms we're space which is which is even even stranger so um and and it was really in the last few years that Science is now proving that this actually does occur in in, in living living things. It's been proven to occur in photosynthesis, which is the basis of our our life here. Basically, our plants um, who are who are uh, producing the they're the lungs of the earth. Really, they're converting light and into also into the oxygen that we breathe. So so there's some wonderful um, examples of 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 entanglement in action. Um, that are being discovered, and also it's been discovered that uh, it is likely our sense of smell is aligned to a quantum process of entanglement, and that makes sense as well because you know we can smell something after forty years. Say we, I, I can smell uh, the chalk dust at my school, for instance, um, and I'm instantly taken back to that to that, uh, that those those classrooms uh, all those years ago. Um, uh, so we know smells are, are, are associated with, with quantum processes. And they've also found it in the back of, of, of eyes of, of migrating birds um, that their connection with the world, they almost have a sat nav built in um, where they instantly connect to, a, to, to the world. It's not just a magnetic phenomenon. It, it, it's, a, it's a process of, of instant connection with something larger. Um, and that's all happening. That's all showing happening in science now. It's actually being accepted in science, and I am pretty sure that in the next ten, twenty years, we'll show that it's actually the basis uh, of how our body works as well. How everything could be instantly connected. And what what seems to be the case for us is how can? Well, the question is okay. It's all right between two atoms, but how can? 50 trillion cells all be in the state of harmony. Uh, And I make a case in the book that when we're in this state of being in the zone, being in relaxed, in a loving state, then it's much more likely that all our uh, cells are going to be in this state of harmony and a state of connection. And if we're in this heart focused state, this relaxed state, we're also connected to the greater fields around us, also the world, and that's when we're happiest. So that's why it's so important. It seems to be huge. It seems to be what healing is about.
0: We are having a delightful time talking with Dr. Robin Kelly, who has written a book, a wonderful book called The Human Hologram, Living Your Life in Harmony with the Unified Field it's a very brilliant book I really love it and I have uh, family members who are waiting in line to get their hands on it <laughs> so <laughs> they, uh, my older son is uh, very very eager he, he made sure he wasn't home today so he wouldn't hear our interview so that he could read the book without knowing anything about it yet so um, I don't know
1: how old is he because he's 24, uh, I, yeah, he's 24. I'm I'm finding that, that young people but also teenagers and teenage boys are very interested in this as well because it's only one step away from some of the science fiction that they, they love and the fantasies that they love. And and what's so exciting about this, and I think the shift that's happening in our awareness, is it's the young people that get this, the ideas people that get it, the people who are, who are happy with um, uh, all the things that I struggle with, which is, you know, the computer age and computer science. It's so closely aligned to this. It's how we are receiving information after all and, and, and giving it out. So there's a buzz out there about this. And I, I find that really exciting. And I would love that those generation, that generation to get hold of this and take it wherever they want to. So I hope he does.
0: It's, it's actually a really good gift bo- uh, book for for a young uh, young man, actually, or young woman. But I know that both of my boys, for them, I have two boys and a girl. But for the boys, you know, weaving science and spirituality and all these concepts, it all seems very natural for them to weave well, them together.
1: And it is natural. It's us that's well. Basically, we we've, we've been conditioned into thinking they're separate items, um, and also. The fact that uh, you know what what 's happening is that it 's been a very linear male oriented subject science in the past, but now we can see that science is beautiful there's also when we talk about fractals and all these beautiful images and sacred geometry we 're actually introducing art um, something that the impressionist artists knew and Leonardo da Vinci knew and and the Renaissance artists knew this um, so uh, it's only natural isn't it that we're making all these connections now uh, we've just been conditioned a little bit the wrong way in the last uh, 100, 100 or, or 50 years anyway
0: Robin do you feel that in our culture we're taught disconnection whereas in other cultures like Native American other cultures the concept of being disconnected doesn't come up, so people just know they're connected? It's, you know...
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. And I, I, I realized that I was trained in the science of... that we're all separate, science of separateness, you know, that when two people meet, they're actually uh, not connected. Uh, in fact, we were sort of almost taught methods how we weren't going to become emotionally involved. I question this because I think that whenever any two people meet, uh, they're harmonising. Whenever you meet in a friendly way, uh, you're becoming connected. You're actually in the same same bubble, a bubble of energy. Um, and and yes, we've been sort of very much not just in in medicine and uh, and science, but in a whole world uh, that we're separate and and only material beings. Um, and the whole material world has been built. On the Western world has been built on these concepts, which we're questioning. And, and in fact, they're concepts that aren't aren't leading us into the right right areas. They they, you know, after all, wars are 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 started because we feel we're separate. We feel threatened. We feel uh, once you you feel you're all connected, then there's no we. There's no point in being angry with somebody else or or to take out so, so, or be violent to someone else because you know that other person uh, is you, you know, to assert, <laughs> that has the same feelings as you. Um, so so it hasn't served us well, um, this old science of separateness. Of course, w- what we, we appreciate is that we're all unique, that we, 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 we're all connected, but we all, everybody in this world has a unique role to play, uh, a positive role to play, but we're all part of a big team, so it's a, it's like being where well, each of us will identify in our lives our specialness, um, which isn't an ego thing, but it's something that we can all help contribute to to a, a bigger purpose, and and um, that is why we're here. That is basically why we're here.
0: It's beautiful to experience ourselves as individuals with our own gifts and creativities and ideas and. And then to know that we're all connected, that's a, a beautiful way of feeling and expressing it. So it, it works very well. Robin, how do you see our future going in our, in our world with all these young people who are understanding a lot of things and everyone awakening to so many new concepts?
1: Um, I'm optimistic. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that we all need to see beyond what we're being fed by the mainstream media. And I think the internet is actually helping us. Once we have understand these concepts, we can do like what we're doing today. We can communicate to a much bigger audience. So I think that um, I'm positive uh, that if we use our technological advances in the right way, it's going to lead to us all feeling that we are part of this world family. That we do not that we see our similarities. Um, uh, it's difficult for some people to see that because they will feel the chaos around them. Um, I believe everybody I'm noticing in my, in my own life and my own practice that many of us are, in fact, most of us are facing um, difficulties which are actually identifying our truths. So in other words, whether it's a health issue or, or financial problems or whatever, they're all, they're all um, very difficult, very chaotic. But through them, we're beginning to understand who we are. Um, And probably we realize that the commercial world, buying something new and bigger um, to substitute for the thing we've had before, isn't leading to our happiness. It's certainly not helping us financially. So we're actually, everything that's happening at the moment, the chaos is leading people to this end at different rates. Some have a different level of awareness, and we appreciate that. Uh, The younger people, of course, it's so important because it's their future. It's their future. It's so important that we all help them um, as uh, 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 with this so that they can benefit from our experience in our life, but they can also take it forward so that their own children will, will take it forward as well. So I'm positive that this we're evolving consciously very rapidly.
0: That Yes, that would be uh, very much how I experience things also and how I view things can you share some of the exercises that you teach people to help them to deal with their challenges?
1: Yeah, well, one of the things I've become very um, attached to in my practice uh, are the practice of energy psychology practices and and adapting uh, emotional freedom techniques to more chronic conditions and complex conditions that that, that people have and present to me. <clears throat> and I love this because it gives the the healing um, back to the the person. In other words, they take ownership, uh, and they can. Do, and they're very simple. These exercises. Um, so the first thing that that I teach people when they come to see me, and it's very simple, is is the breath. Because many of us are uh, are breathing uh, as if we're under pressure, where as if we're under threat. And when we breathe that way, we breathe high in the chest. We hold our breath as if we're running away from something scary, and we need to do that. You know, if we are running away from something scary, because we 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 we, we don't we have to uh, run away without uh, using um, without breathing use, using oxygen. In other words, it's called anaerobic breathing. So the sort of breath that we use if we're running a hundred meters, for instance, is what a lot of people are using all the time. It's as if their lives are lots of lots of dashes. So the first thing to convert somebody into help somebody change into this other mode is to breathe to the tummy, the accepting breath. In other words, as they breathe in, they breathe into the tummy and the tummy expands very gently, uh, as they breathe in. And of course their diaphragm goes down. And as they breathe out, the tummy goes down. It's almost like they're breathing to their umbilicus, to their navel, where they received all the energy from their mothers. So they become very receiving, receptive, um, and very relaxed by doing that, so that's the first thing. And everybody um, will benefit from that. Their headaches will reduce down. Their heart conditions will be will improve, um, uh, and they'll feel they'll feel happier and relaxed. Now, <clears throat> uh, the next thing I ask them to do is, uh, uh, as a matter of course, is before they go to bed, um, well, before they go to sleep, when well, they're lying in bed in this. Breathing in this way, they put their hands over their their breastplate, over their their hearts, just as if one was um, singing the national anthem, which people do when they're honouring their country. But this time they're honouring themselves. And they they lay their hands flat over their their breastplate, over their sternum, uh, one hand over the other. So their arms fall on a figure of eight, an infinity sign, over their heart. And they breathe gently into their tummy. Um, and then they, 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 if they have pain or they're fatigued, they will say something like, even though I have this pain or even though I have this tiredness. That's the first part. Just saying back to the body what the body is saying to you. Just saying, I hear you. And then you, then the second part is, is that uh, you say that I, I, I really accept, respect uh, and love who I am. Uh, now... If, if, for instance, there's another problem that you've had during the day that you feel <clears throat> maybe you didn't act in a proper way or somebody has been angry with you, you can use that in the first first part of the statement. You can say, well, even though, you know, my next door neighbor um, was rude to me today, I really love and respect myself. Neither of these. So these, these, this is a wee statement, um, a heart focused statement back to the body uh, Just saying the truth back to the body, just saying that you hear it, but also wrapping it up in a statement of of compassion. Um, And uh, so if one does that just for a few moments before going to sleep, and if you can sleep on your back, if you you feel comfortable sleeping on your back, you can often find you wake up in the morning with your hands over your heart there. And overnight, all this healing will have occurred because you're creating the sense of harmony in the body. So that's a very simple thing I teach people.
0: Well, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. So many people spend all day beating themselves up and go to bed at night all beaten up, and they don't have a way to uh, change that. So those are really beautiful exercises. Thank you. That was great. Um, you you write about interesting things. I mean, the book really is entertaining. I mean, there's a whole, there's all about ants, which are very interesting, and all sorts of things you've observed and other things, and tell us a little bit about ants and things.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> one of the things, you know, I've explained before that I'm interested in is colonies, you know, and, and, and uh, our bodies, are our cells, uh, uh, Bruce Lipton talks a lot about this, Bruce, uh, uh, the biology of belief author, who's wonderful, uh, he talks about this, that in fact, you know, our bodies are uh, the ideal state of healing is when our fifty trillion cells, and in fact we have a, uh, a hundred trillion other bugs in us as well, are all working together and in harmony. Just what how the world should be. So you know, people are studying colonies now, and one of the and uh, uh, colonies we can all study are ants. We can see how they um, how they all go in a line. When they're all walking in a line, uh, they follow each other, but they don't sort of catch up and overtake each other in the same way that our own cars do on the motorway. <laughs> they're much more polite. Um, so we're actually, by studying uh, ants and bees uh, as colonies, we're understanding more and more about how our own bodies can work in, our cells can work in harmony. Uh, as well, so I find this is terribly interesting. And people are studying these colonies um, for a number of reasons in medicine. First of all, they're studying how bacteria work in in fields uh, in, in connected um, uh, biofields. Uh, and we're having to work out different ways of um, uh, uh, treating conditions that are caused by bacteria because our antibiotics uh, aren't going to be working in a few years' time. So we do have to know how these bugs work in in, in together in harmony, um, and and also how cancer cells are be, uh, are are being formed because in cancer you've got one load of cells that are uh, are dividing um, very rapidly but out of sync with the rest of the body. So rather than just seeing the chemistry, we're studying um, the colonies and and we're looking at far uh looking at nature in a far more holistic uh, way um so i believe that that this is terribly important for our future as well and very interesting because we can all look down and study and look at ants um and be involved in almost i i love it as i say ant watching is wonderful because you can uh, <laughs> it's very cheap it's very entertaining um and you can and sort of join there. them
0: and, yeah
1: they're always there <laughs> And rather than just being annoying little creatures, you know, just get into their world and see how they cope with things and how they, how how they they when they do meet each other, they often sort of have a little talk. Well, they don't talk; <laughs> they have they, they, they communicate, they touch and then they pass antennas.
0: on. They're adorable. Yeah. They touch antennas and and but all. They I, do. I find them cute, also. So, okay, yeah, so, so we stare there.
1: <laughs> and I think the other the other thing is that when what I hope to to excite people into is that everything once you you become aware of these connections that we're interconnected with everything everything that we look at around this world becomes interesting and everybody becomes interesting um and and that means that we have a much fuller life so if you look around and see these similarities between all these these colonies and us uh we, we start being fascinated by this world around us so although you know a lot of the book talks about these other Realms, uh, these other dimensions of which we may be being formed from—that uh that this material time and space isn't just the isn't the only dimension. Um, I, I I find that once you study all these other things, uh you fall in love with these dimensions. In fact, you look around and everything is amazing. You know, it's amazing that we're here, and it's amazing that this world is set up if we only knew how to use it in a way that would gives us all the opportunities we need to grow um, and to, uh, I suppose, have a joyful life for us and for other people.
0: That's so beautiful. We are talking with Dr. Robin Kelly. He's written a wonderful book, The Human Hologram, Living Your Life in Harmony with the Unified Field. And uh, Robin, you have a website. It's Robin R O B I N Kelly K E L L Y dot C O dot N Z, and everyone can learn a lot about you there. And then you have Shamanarama. Do you yeah. tour the world with Shamanarama? How do you work that?
1: <laughs> do I tour the world? Shamanarama is my is my musical show, and uh, it's something that I've just uh, had three performances so far. uh, and so yeah i'm going to be i hope uh touring new zealand and australia with it and and uh, if i have a chance elsewhere as well because i really enjoy this and when i get into the singing zone see i i i i just feel fully connected um and so so absolutely i i i'd love to do this i'm also i also give talks and workshops and i'm giving you know in a more formal way uh, at, at conferences, but this is something that I really love doing, and I, and I suppose it's I'm encouraging people to do what they love doing as well. You know, just get out there, express yourself, um, take a few risks in some ways, but there is really no risk in expressing yourself properly and and with joy. So that's Shamanarama, and and I've got a, a Facebook page <clears throat> um, myself, but also Shamanarama Facebook page, and also a Human Hologram Facebook page. And you know, I, I I only joined Facebook a few months ago, and I was a bit, probably a bit sceptical. But you know, I love the interaction on on on, on Facebook. Um, it just seems to bring us close together, particularly when we're dealing with these concepts, and people can express themselves. So uh, they can find me there as well.
0: That's great. Yeah, Facebook can be used, you know, for a place for people to exchange ideas. And that's actually one of the things you talk about in the book is that there's so many ways now for people, everyone can express themselves and get it out there, their message out there on the internet, which uh, changes the whole world.
1: Well, you know, we're talking about the science of connection and that we're all interconnected. And so uh, we talk of, and we also talked about metaphors and uh, that I, that what's happening in, in the world is that we're all becoming more connected, that we are having uh, the social media is breaking down barriers like never before, breaking down age barriers, breaking down different countries barriers that that if we have, uh, we can share our passions with others who share their passions, irrespective of where they are in the world. So this is mirroring what we're talking about um, and taking us into this a new understanding of, of what it's like to be human, of course. You know, it's being misused in places like everything. You know, it, it can be used for for superficial reasons, for for bad reasons as well. But ultimately, no. The greater, the greatest reason it's being used is for people to connect, and it's wonderful for families, for instance, who are are split up around the world to instantly connect to each other with photographs and messages. Um, I think it is a very exciting, expanding phenomenon um, that's helping us in our, in, in our uh, awareness.
0: And we get to do a show like this with, I'm in yeah. Ashland, Oregon, and BBS is in Paradise, California, and you're in New Zealand, which is wonderful. Um, Auckland is the big city near you?
1: Yeah, we're in Auckland. It's got a million and a half um, people here. Um, the whole of the country is the size of Japan, but only has four million people in Um I think Japan has 120 million from the top of my head as well. So you can see there's a a lot of open space here. Um, And, uh, of course, we've been devastated by an earthquake last year in in Christchurch, um, which is also a big city in the South Island. Um, So we're, you know, like everybody, we're we're coping with these huge changes uh, on all levels uh, down here. But I do encourage people to come because it's very beautiful and, you know, within um, twenty minutes of the main city here, you could be on a beach where you're you're the only person on a beach, uh, or in a native forest where you won't see anybody else. And uh, um, and we don't have any snakes. <laughs> <The> snakes,
0: <okay. laughs>
1: So you can climb into a tree. I, you can climb, you know, around a tree into a tree, uh, and, and you're not going to have to look around for for snakes. So because I, I I was aware of this because I I went to Australia and did this and then. I climbed in right into the middle of a tree because, if you know, communicating with trees, you get these they had huge, great antennae. Uh, and then I looked down and I saw the snake who was sharing this little hole with me, and I thought, damn, I forgot.
0: <laughs> uh, you're in Australia, huh? Yeah. And in
1: Canada, in Canada, of course, you've got grizzly bears as well. But here we don't have anything. Um, no, you
0: have ants. For, you have we ants have ants. New Zealand.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have ants, and they're friendly. The ants. <laughs> they're friendly ants. They're not the guys who bite you either.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. So, so, uh, so these are the main differences between New Zealand and Australia is the snake population. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. No, we're very connect. Yeah, uh, um, we're, we're close. We're a little bit like uh, uh, Canada is to the United States, you know, uh-huh. the, the, the Australians view us as their sort of smaller, um, poorer cousins, you know, but of okay. course, we have, we have a different view on that.
0: Right, right. <laughs> uh, so do you still have British citizenship or are yeah, you? Yeah,
1: I, I I do. I, I'm uh, also, I'm half British as well. And my uh, father was Irish. So I'm, I'm a I'm, um, half, I don't know what I am now. I'm a bit of everything like, <laughs> you're, like, we, you're like we all are. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Yeah. Well, we have about five minutes left, Robin. And uh, we have, there's lots more we can talk about in five minutes. There's so much more and it's, really an opportunity for you to share some of the more deeper ideas that you have and to express yourself. Everything you you know in the book is so beautiful. The end of the book has so much wonderful advice for people um, in how they can improve their, their own lives, their relationship with themselves and with others. And I think that's a really important thing. Um, A lot of people have a lot of anger issues and other things that they're dealing with with themselves, and uh, they express it outwardly. Can we spend uh, the last portion of the show talking about those things?
1: Yes, and I've I've got the book here, so I've got those pages in front of me so I can remember what I said. Um,
0: (laughs) It's brilliant. (laughs)
1: uh, The the chapter 23, um, I start off by saying, uh, quoting Plato, the Greek philosopher, Be kind, he said, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. So I think that's the first thing, that we realise that, well, one of the things I say to people who come to me who have all these problems, and they they have desperate problems with their health or their serious illness, I said, look, one of the things that you can do is you can go to the shopping mall, and and there is a tendency when you go to the shopping mall, everybody seems to be not having a problem, or or they seem to be... uh, if you have a problem you feel it's not being shared anyway by by all these other people but i said look the likely thing is that everybody there is facing a problem and nobody there really has the answer <laughs> And so the first thing is to be aware that everybody's fighting a hard battle, that that everybody's got things that are challenging them as well, because it can be very isolating when you do have a problem with, so, say, a relationship problem or a serious health problem or you're diagnosed with cancer. Uh, you can feel a very lonely place. But just be aware that, that we all, we're all struggling, um, and that actually can bring us together. So I, I've got a few, yeah, just a few pointers in that in that chapter are of a way that, that we can each help our health, I suppose. And the first one is trusting our feelings. A lot of the book is that explaining how it's our feelings that are connected to this deeper truth, the unified field. And it's our heart that detects the feelings. Uh, and our heart is the most energetic organ in the body. So our heart is part of our body that detects it. So trust those feelings, trust those feelings, and then express them, feel free to, to express them. Um, if, if there's a feeling of anger, of course, then obviously we need to, we, we can express it in a way, but it mustn't be injured, <clears throat> injure other people around us, uh, or ourselves. Uh, we can vent our frustrations. We can, <laughs> um, but in the same way, that way we can, it's only part of a process so that we can sort the problem out. So we relate to the, the problem rather than, if we do react, then it's something that should pass quickly. So try and relate to, to, to the problems rather than react uh, uh, outwardly angry, ang- in an angry way that other people can be upset. Um, so that's the third one is relating rather than reacting to our feelings. Now, I also say that our brains, we can be feel when we're looking at this that it's all our heart, it's all our feelings, but our brains are, are sacred organs as well. And they're there to to actually work out how we can um, uh, improve our, our lot and the lot of others um, uh, so first we feel and then we put it into action through our brain so being rational um, is important as well it's it's we need to act sensibly uh, and also uh, the fifth one is acting with integrity that in fact you know our actions should be acts of kindness and acts for the common good, and that way, through those actions, uh, we build this field of consciousness uh, in a positive way, Um, and, you know, the most important thing for many people that are coming to see me with with their illness, their illness is teaching them to be compassionate to themselves, it's not being selfish in the old-fashioned way, We need to open our hearts to ourselves. In fact, that's probably the only way we can be outwardly helpful to other people uh, uh, is first we need to be able to receive, be compassionate, receive compassion. And the exercise that I I guided you through a few minutes ago uh, is really to that end. It's to open our hearts, to be compassionate to ourselves. Um, And that way we're compassionate to others. And and, uh, the next one is coping with the chaos that's around us. Because uh, it's like we're in the eye of a, a hurricane, our eye of a twister, <laughs> where we look around and there's chaos all around. Uh, it's actually to maintain peace in that eye um, and also vigilant that the, the chaos doesn't sweep you off, off your chair, which it often does. So be aware of the chaos, but also find the peace within that. Um, and then I talk about that this is important, that this is science, that don't be that we we' we're jumping now into areas of, of pure science uh which aren 't just about the material world but are about our feelings and about spirituality and and the last one is being responsible parents teachers healers that we're all um we're all in that role there's nothing special about a healer or a doctor or, or whatever because we're all healing each other um and that's what's that's how we we grow so um uh That's the lot in a nutshell, I suppose.
0: Robin, this has been such a beautiful time. I thank you so much for joining uh, me today uh, on Spirit of the Dawn. It's really been beautiful. We've been talking with Dr. Robin Kelly. He's written a wonderful book, The Human Hologram, Living Your Life in Harmony with the Unified Field. Thank you so much, Robin.
1: Well, bless you, Caroline, and thank you very, very much uh, for uh, uh, this wonderful interview. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. My book's available on Amazon, and it's also available uh, as an e-book, so you can find it there. Um, and a lot of people are reading ebooks, and that's very that's great as well because that's reaching uh, uh, a greater audience, so it's wonderful. Thank you.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, and I thank everyone who has listened today and joined us. Sending love from my home to yours. I am Pleiadian Emissary of Life, Caroline Ra.